You're listening to Fintechs, A, eh? a podcast that explores the innovations and challenges in Canada's fintech landscape. My name is Sue Britton. I'm the CEO of Firefly Gross and an entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience in the financial industry. I also serve on the FinPay Committee and I'm an advisor for Holt Exchange. Join us as we sit down with industry leaders, trailblazers, and pioneers to discuss their journey, the evolution of fintech, and what's next for Canada's ever-dynamic fintech ecosystem. Everyone, this is Romy Coley. And uh, Romy, um, you're vice president, and then I'm going to ask you to in, you know, add all the titles that are on your... <laughs> All the, all the things, the jobs, it sounds like you do a lot of things at Everlink, but um, lots to talk about today. But why don't we start with, um, please introduce yourself to everybody. Sure. Uh, Romy Coley, Vice President of Technology in uh, Digital Channels at Everlink and also Innovation. Uh, been at Everlink, I think it's about going on two and a half years. I have a very colorful past uh, at Everlink. I was there before, and then I went to Interact, and then I opened up, I did a FinTech, and not good wood, my FinTech is still going strong in the U.S. And, uh, and then I also came back to Everlink to help them out and uh, having a great time. Great team over there. Oh, that's great. How long have you been with Everlink then? So I would say my first four years with Everlink was for five years. And then there um, I went to Interact. So I headed up. Uh, I was your vice president of technology at that time, according to Mark O'Connell. So we ah. did like the e-transfer, mobile payments, uh, interchange for Flash was kind of like the the fame to claim over there. And then uh, from there, um, uh, I just, you know, got this itch for some reason. I go, look, I've done everything at payments. What I have an idea on that. So, you know, I, I haven't done a FinTech yet. So partner up with this uh, friend of mine in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, Richard Jackman, opened up yeah. a company called Fintanium. And it's basically payments, but it's more business to business, like accounts payables, accounts receivables. Mm, so cool. I was there for a very long time and, uh, you know, looking at my, uh, I don't know if anyone's really worked in a fintech or not, but uh, you don't make a, a lot of money. You actually pay <laughs> all the high salaries to your technology people and your salespeople. So uh, I was on a yeah. ramen noodle diet. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. You, and then from I mean, there, yeah. it's the, it's, it's not the, it's not the money unless you're one of the lucky ones. It's the, it's the thrill, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's exciting and it's still, it still is, is exciting. And, uh, you know, I was looking at my wife and uh, looking at my children and my son was going to university that year. And uh, Mark Ripley, you're from Everly, called me back and said, hey, I have a position open. Could you, you know, could you, can you come back on board? Because you're like a plug and play because I know all the products and services and how Everly <laughs> operates. Awesome. And I go, can I, can I have a little bit of fentanium on the side? He goes, yeah, you can. So here I am and uh, we're doing some pretty cool things. Well, maybe we're breaking the mold, right? Because the, I hope so. I, I kind of have a similar setup um, with uh, Beam Credit Union and then still got a toe in Firefly Growth. So, um, so uh, how many kids do you have? I have two. Two? Uh, my, yeah, my son, that's 20. My daughter's 16, but she's actually. She's actually 21 in the way she thinks and the way she, you know, argues. She's going to love father. you for this. She's going to love <laughs> you for this. Um, and and so tell us about Everlink. What does Everlink do? So Everlink's a pretty interesting company in the Canadian payment space. Uh, we're, we're a very, I would say, powerful company, but a company that's not well publicized, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, 
we process in the partnership with Interact. We process pretty much all the mobile payments that are happening in Canada. We're partnership with uh, Interact on the on the on the TSP, the token service provider product. Um, wow. We also provide about uh, we provide ATM driving, point to sale, card issuance, fraud to I would say about ninety five percent of the credit units in Canada. And we also provide the similar products to our Charter B bank. So, you know, the banks that are like uh, ethnically based and some other digital banks as well, like uh, Media Life Financial, ICICI mm-hmm. Bank, to name a few, a wretched bank as well. And uh, interesting enough, we also provide debit services for a lot of huge international point of sale acquirers. So, names that you recognize, you know, Square, Agent, WorldPay, and just the list goes on. Really? Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> we process quite a bit, right? We process quite a bit. Wow. And, uh, but where do you think the white hair comes from? A, it was black when I started it, but like got more gray when I got to Interact. Got really gray when I went to Fint- uh, to Fintanium, and it's really. It, I'm getting a little bit of color back now since I'm back at Everlink. So let's I won't, I won't comment best. on because I I didn't I we have, no, we have no evidence of this, so you know <laughs> we, we might need to see pictures, but. Um, but um, oh, that's 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 awesome. So you do a ton of stuff. So why isn't Everlink more well known? Our model is we we just want to be a uh, a very strong payment rail for our customers. Hmm. We want to make Square look good. We want to make Interact look good. We want to make our credit unions, our bank customers look good, providing an outstanding service that's up seven twenty four two sixty five. Right. So if we do our jobs. Our, our customers will hopefully benefit from that. And like, you know, when we, we talk about like, you know, should we, you know, go to the end customer? Should we become a bank? Should we do all that stuff? But the answer is like a hard no, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. our expertise and core competencies on, you know, payment infrastructure, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so we focus a lot of attention on that. Uh, we try to, you know, think outside, uh, outside the box and, and like, can you see a mark? People like, Romy, I need you to deliver cheaper, faster, and better. Every single huh. time, right? So mm-hmm. we're constantly, uh-huh. you know, uh, tweaking this, tweaking that, and uh, and investing into into our, into our people as well. Because the reason why our brand, I believe, our brand is pretty strong is just because of the folks that we have that work countless of hours at our like just to make sure that everything is going well. And huh. the beautiful thing as well, it allows us to innovate too, which is kind of cool, huh. right? Wow. But we innovate, yeah. yeah, we innovate like in partnership with a lot of uh, financial institutions point of sale acquires and now right. fintechs and how long have you guys been in existence sounds like a while if you went from black to gray <laughs> are you saying i'm old <laughs> uh i ever like it and i don't quote me i would say um when mark ripplinger took over was in 2005 so i would say that would be the birth of the pivotal point of i'm going turning the corner uh, yeah. to becoming a uh, product-centric company, have like I think seven to eight lines of businesses and growing and uh-huh. uh, opening up other lines of businesses outside our, our traditional uh, book of business, which is basically payments or provided payment services for our credit union, huh. right? So we, we, we've done a lot, uh, we've done a lot outside of box thinking and trying to help customers to, you know, move their yards to, to get other, get into other market segments, right? Huh. And just recently, we launched uh, e-transfer as well, so oh, okay. we comply with e-transfer. That's where the fintechs are happening as well too. They're they're you know, they're we're really helping them help themselves to win businesses because 
you know, being a fintech and you know how fintechs operate, they're, you know, I, I love them. I think they're great. I think they're a force to be reckoned with. But mm-hmm. how can we marry traditional banking with a new way of thinking from a fintech perspective? There's definitely mm-hmm. a path there. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of value. And I think our some of our bank or credit union customers are actually benefiting greatly with our fintech relationship and our e-transfer products. So it's very symbiotic across the board. Interesting. Huh. Very cool. Um, Well, I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, it sounds like you've got a good chunk of business already. So it's not about the fact that you're not known and need to get known. It's more, you know, maybe a little bit of a more awareness of what you do so that, you know, people can be taking full advantage of it. Um, Because I'm assuming you serve, like, do you you know how many, how many customers? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I, we, 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 so, you know what? I, I hope my boss doesn't see this uh, video because uh, I can guarantee you he's going to drill me afterwards. Uh, we, we deal with a number of credit unions and, and bank customers. I would say probably somewhere around the 150, 200. Yeah. And for a point of sale, we're probably at, uh, we just launched Stripe in December. Uh, cool. So I'd say about four or five of them. And then and the fintechs, it's kind of hard to keep up. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. growing pretty, pretty quickly, um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 going extremely well. It, 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 it really, great. really, really is. Going very bullish. Yeah. Well, and for your for your team, um, you know, they can repost this podcast when it gets published <laughs> and correct all of our mistakes. There <laughs> sure you go. Well. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it, and I, I don't think it matters how exact we are, at least to the people that are listening um, mm-hmm. who are curious about about Everlink. So, um, and like looking at, you know, your peers and the whole space in Canada, what what is, what's your view of, you know, the state of payments? Um, yeah. So... I'm going to give you the good, bad, and the ugly. That's okay with you. <laughs> Man. The good thing is, what I love about Canada, we, you know, we, we, we talk to each other. We're not like in the U.S., right? Uh, there is a, 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 a collaboration method. And I, I love Interact because, you know, Interact actually spawned that collaboration in payment. So I think they were the pioneers and probably globally that if you talk back in when I was in the diapers, um, you know, that, that, you know, that collaboration existed amongst the big bot fives to form Interact. And that collaboration kind of seeds and expels out to everyone within that, within the payment ecosystem. So that's the good. Okay. The bad part is that we've, we were, uh, I would say, maybe I'm just too much of a Canadian. We were like a payment gem globally, right? We were so far ahead of the, the game with the e-transfer product. Like to e-transfer, think about it. It's almost like 20 years old. Right. That's true. That's so true. That, That's good that product is abs- fantastic, right? And uh, I just believe that we we are now trying to catch up to other countries, right, in terms of payments, right? And there, here comes the ugly, right? The ugly is basically uh-huh. we've fallen massively behind, right? Yeah. If yeah. you look at India, if you look at even Thailand, my cousin lives in Thailand, and the way they do payments, right? They just yeah. understand their bank account number, and it's P2P in real time, so it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I uh, we're talking to a, a network in India to see if there's a potential partnership between us and Neverlake. And what they've explained to me in their payment technique on their payment stack and how they wrap them digital identity, and they eliminated 
I don't know if you know about India, but you know, you get things done by paying people off, basically, right? So with the <laughs> new payment ecosystem and mixing in digital identity, it became a cleaner system. So mm. the person that's making making a basket that probably cost them four dollars, yeah, right, will get like you know ten dollars for that basket as opposed to the old way, right? So yeah. it's, it's it's fascinating, but that's the ugly. We've fallen behind, and I think. We need to figure out how to, we can catch up, or at least. It's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, you're bringing me back to like I don't know, 2018, uh, when um, the it was a couple of organizations got together to create this pay tech report, and uh, I was fortunate to be um, to have a company that could do that research and publish it, and we did this like timeline, and you know, interact was i mean a number of things actually along that timeline back in the early 2000s and you know um until probably the global recession like there were a bunch of big things like to your point right about interact and it makes me wonder um because even <laughs> this this dates me for sure but like i think it was either the year before i got married or the year i got married that um the Blue Jays uh, won the World Series. And the first or the second one? <laughs> both, both, okay. right. Well, All right. one would be, bef- yeah. Because um, uh, they didn't, they win back to back? They did. 92 yeah. and 93, I think, yeah. or 91 and 92. Um, so, and then we, so we have all these, like, and, and then even with the recession, Canada, and I hear this all the time, uh, this narrative that, well, you know, we're one of the most stable financial systems globally, and we've got this like halo around us because we got through the recession without our, without our banks, you know, experiencing mm-hmm. the same things that happened in the U.S. or the U.K. or other other areas. But the problem I feel like is when we have those, you know, like big, you know, wins, we get complacent really quickly. And we don't, we we use it as a way to say, okay, we're good for a while. And then the problem, like, I don't know when, when was the last time the Blue Jays won the World Series? I see your point. <laughs> well, I see it's your like, point. you gotta, you know, like, and I, I, I mean, I, I've, I've, uh, I think I've been pretty public about this. Like the whole, the whole thing about the banks making it through the recession, I think led them to be you know, too arrogant about their, you know, position in the market, right? Like, we're strong, we're stable, we're, you know, low risk, we're whatever. And then that sort of sort of uh, stunted their growth in terms of innovation, because, well, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to do anything that would create risk, because that's what people look to us for, to be this stable, anyway. So I'm glad you mentioned Interact, because... Um, and and of course we probably both um, consider Debbie Gamble a friend, um, yes. somebody that you know has been a huge innovator in the space. And now uh, they just announced—not that this is an Interact podcast—but they just announced uh, their chief product officer and uh, chief client officer um, uh, appointments at Interact. So that's an organization that seems to be getting the right injection of of talent. To kind of help us help help us get uh, uh, back on the map globally, so I think so. Yeah, yeah. 
So you said the good, the bad. Was that the, or did you go good and ugly? No, I go good, good, the bad, and the ugly. And the ugly is basically we've fallen back. We've we've fallen behind, right? And then, you know, you can't, you can't like point at one thing, right? Um, You have, like, honestly, I think Interact is a fantastic company and all the products and services are are just exciting, right? Yeah. But there's a, there's a, there's a political layer around all of that, right? Then you have Payments Canada, then you have RTR, right? So, there's, there's a little bit of confusion. Then you have the fintechs, right? The fintechs are saying, hey, give me access to this network. Give me access to the network. That was what Payments Canada's mantra was. We'll give you access to that network. And that's been delayed, yeah. right? So I yeah. I feel for the fintechs. So yeah. that's where I kind of wrap into it from an Everlink perspective. Understanding how the banks work, understand how Interact works, understand the rules and regulations and everything like that. Yeah. We could be a constructive bridge between the two until, you know, until the RTR comes to fruition. But I, I know mm. that we'll be there as well too, right? So mm-hmm. that's why awesome. we say it's a symbiotic relationship between the fintechs and, and the banks. We, we we understand how the banks think. We understand the compliance AML. We also understand fintechs on time to market and user experience. And we're trying to do that mm. constructive bridge and it's actually working well. So if I was to ask you to sum up, what does that all mean in terms of the current state of things in Canada? Is it, are we starting to kind of crawl <laughs> towards getting better or are we how, how would you classify us i think the conversations are happening which are fantastic we just need to go and get going mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you want to def- define crawl i know where to crawl to we just need to pick up and figure out how we can walk faster than chalk and then sprint and then just run full steam hmm. right because i think i would say a lot of a lot of companies a lot of, sorry a lot of countries that where we were like miles ahead of them yeah it's just it's the opposite right yeah yeah right and it's just we just we just gotta stitch it all together right and yeah. uh and then and, and just go strong so um maybe do you want to dig into a little bit more about some of the products that you guys offer because you've ven- you've mentioned things that you know you and i might understand but um you know if you're somebody in uh product role at a credit union or, you know, an innovation role in a small bank. Um, well, can you give us like an example of how, sure. well, and, and maybe, uh, well, yeah, I, before we go to the exciting news um, <laughs> that you've shared recently, just get like, you know, make it easy for people to understand, like, what's an example of something you're doing a lot of with your customers that you've just, so, yeah. I, I, so, um, I'll try not to offend any, any any organization here, but uh, when you're dealing with some financial institutions, they're so honed on their banking products, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understanding that this is how the banks work, this is how the businesses work, and everything like that, right? So I bring mm-hmm. a little bit of fintech talent into Everlink and into you know business payments and also the banks, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, one, uh, what we did was we created these little prototypes for financial institutions to basically uh, allow businesses to basically digitize their payments. So they're not to write a check, as mm-hmm. an example, right? Okay. But what we did was it's not just a, it's not good enough anymore to provide a rail. It's just not right. You need to give a good user experience, or the yeah. disks aren't going to use it. So we got the rail. That's yep. easy. But mm-hmm. when it comes to digital e-transfer, we got to get that user experience. You got to think like a fintech. That's why these mm-hmm. fintechs are so successful, right? Because the user mm-hmm. experience is fantastic. What we created is a kind of like a 
business banking payment type of portal. I, don't, I haven't really come up with the name of that yet. Mm-hmm. Business banking done, payment portal, the BBPP? <laughs> yeah. Could be, could be. What, we, what we've done is we've convinced some financial institutions that, hey, if you have this as part of your online business banking, uh, online uh, online business banking portal, and you have a little icon basically saying, would you like to make payments? So what, we, what we've done is that we've created a kind of like a prototype that actually will allow customers to do e-transfers to their to their vendors, maybe to mm-hmm. receive payments coming from their customers, depending mm-hmm. on accounts receivable, set accounts payables, but and and riding the e-transfer rails. But it's not just to just do the transaction; it's also mm-hmm. the operational burden that comes along with that. What we've done is we've created a self-serve portal. So let's say, for example. I need to send you some money. What happens mm-hmm. if I type that your email address wrong? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. So we have, you know, auto detection and everything like that built in. So the business community, so the CFO or the accounts payable clerk, accounts receivable clerk can understand in layman's term what's wrong with this transaction, right? Uh-huh. And then when you add, like, if you talk to small businesses and you talk to the CFOs or the accountants who really matter, you know, it's, it's good enough to send the payment, but the person has to accept it. Mm-hmm. And if it's month end and they haven't accepted it, they have to then accrue that over to the next month, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So those little things, so we create little dashboards and everything like that, try to make a very CFO accounting type of friendly type of uh, experience so they understand where the payments are. So that's, uh, it just it, it just resonated when we talked to this one financial institution and we talked to their business product people and said, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot yeah. of sense, huh. right? Because they Part of these rails that you build, it's the operational component of it that people just kind of forget about. So right. they just we add more people to the help desk. So what we try to do is try to go as self-serve as possible. Very cool. That's great. Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, I, we could spend probably the rest of the time talking about all your <laughs> products because I suspect, I, you know, and now that I'm inside a credit union as a um, and and working with these folks, like we don't, we don't assume that everybody is as knowledgeable as you know you right like mm-hmm. um and i think you you know we we in the fintech world or in the service provider world might underestimate a little bit about how much you know some of the our clients can actually comprehend and and understand like we don't make it easy for them cuz sometimes no, we, we yeah we talk about our products and we don't actually make it link to their you know real problems uh, yeah 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 so like you just said the user experience like it's great that you can facilitate you know these payments be that connective tissue between you know them and interact or them and square or whatever but Mm -hmm. um but when you make it real by saying you can actually deliver a uh you know that user experience front end like that's probably more the problem in some yes. ways, um, you know, because they they don't they they probably don't have the in house resources to do that kind of work. So they don't, and then also just understanding how a business actually works. So you're actually mm-hmm. when you're when you're selling, especially in payments, and I learned this in my fifth you're actually selling to the accounting department. Uh-huh. That's where it matters, right? They're the guys that are on the nut to basically make sure that their books are work, understand where their payroll yeah. is. It payroll or not going to hit payroll. Where's my accounts receivable? Where's my payables? Right. So yeah, yeah, it definitely matters, right? Yeah, it definitely matters. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't know if you solve this problem 
because um, I don't know if you're in the use case you just talked about. The interact limits are still a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a business that wants to pay some, you know, more than three thousand dollars or even more than twenty five thousand dollars, you get into you know a little bit more of a complex world. And I think that's majority of the reason why people still use checks because mm-hmm. it's either too expensive to you know make payments um, that are outside of some of these digital. Um, ones for the smaller end of the market the bigger end you know has cash management you know platforms from their banks mm-hmm. but that small to medium-sized business doesn't or may not yeah so so i'm glad you brought that up because at the end of the day um you're right limits are always going to be an issue uh, i i'm highly confident that interact understands that and i'm highly confident that they'll look at those limits and you know nudge it up Right, uh-huh, just uh-huh. to get just to get the market comfortable with that, like 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 mobile payments, like flash uh-huh. transactions, they were stuck at a hundred bucks for the longest time. Now, uh-huh. it's it's a convenience factor. Everyone's comfortable. It's bumped up to a higher limit. So well, I believe that. Yeah. The, yeah, living through the pandemic, that was an absolute necessity. I I don't want to say nobody, that by you. Yeah. Well, no, because it happened during that because, yeah. and maybe it wasn't just this, but my perception at the time was. You know, you had to have some contactless way of allowing people to make purchases yeah. in stores, and and the limits were, you know, were um, were a problem. So yeah. Anyway, I blame the inflation more than I blame the pandemic. Why <laughs> <But> the <laughs> limits are are higher now? Groceries were so more much more expensive, right? Well, and and um, I don't know if you saw it, but the uh, the Globe and Mail just or no. My bad. I am very sorry, Leah. Uh, the the logic and uh, Leah um, Golob. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but anyway, she just did a interview with Well Simple and uh, about their, you know, payments strategy. And I mean, I don't know how many people put Well Simple and payments strategy in the same sentence, right? Um, but and she's she's leading that for them as well as other things but she was talking about you know now that they're able to settle um because they're they have a settlement account with the bank of canada they can they're they're one of the big benefits and this will also come with the real-time rail or with the you know i mean ultimately banks and, and credit unions can set policies that change those limits on the amount you can transfer, isn't mm-hmm. it? It isn't just a restriction from Interact, but um, well, Simple can can allow you to transfer as much as they want because they have they're they're on the nut to actually make sure that those funds are good, um, mm-hmm. and will settle at the end of the day. So, you know, if you go and actually try and transfer money from your bank account to Well Simple, you can transfer a hundred grand if you want. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love those companies. I love the well symbols, the quest trades, and the, the likes of those folks because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are moving the yardstick. They actually move the yeah. industry as well, too, right? Yep. So that I'm yep. totally, totally. I think this is this is a, a fantastic thing, right? Yep. Uh, that they're that yep. they're doing. Yeah. Well, and it's it's also amazing that you're facilitating some of this too, because uh, I mean, well, simple is big enough now. Thirty billion in assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people yep. who said that would never happen, that these guys would never make it. That's kind of inter- I love seeing it, to your point. But um, yeah. What are some of the other trends in the industry that you're seeing? 
I see a big pickup in business to business. I think that's an exciting uh, line of, uh, I would say line of it, but industry that we need to focus our attention on, especially when it comes to uh, embedded financing and stuff like that, right? I also see, especially with the open banking, we can talk about that a little bit later as well too. I do believe there's going to be tremendous amount of information that's going to get downloaded to a lot of financial institutions to help them make good decisions on products and services. I also believe that uh, I'm a crypto fan. I'm not a crypto fan, depending on when you talk to me, right? Um, not sure what's going to happen there. Uh, I was on a call, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, with Fintechs Canada, I, I, they were talking about uh, their I strategy. I missed that one. I missed that call. That was um, wasn't that on the like the central bank digital currency? It was. It update? was. Abs- yeah. 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 Wasn't honestly, it wasn't much of an update. <laughs> the truth, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's it, it, it's interesting. So, uh, but uh, what excites me is RTR. No, I'll tell you why, right? And I coin RTR as real time settlement. We already have real time payments. That's interact. Each transfer is real time, right? Uh, but is the real time settlement that excites me? And I'll tell you in so many different ways how that's going to help the organization, especially financial institutions. If I want to board a fintech or a financial or another kind of company, and and they and they're, they want to do like an AML or, or a checking on them to make sure that's basically the money that's coming in is safe. But RTR is going to expedite and speed up that email checking and everything like that right uh-huh. because they will uh-huh. know who the founding bank is do the real time you know debits and credits so the, they know that the funds are safe and secure right uh-huh. um the the big thing that i have from a, from a let's say just from an e-transfer perspective if i want to send money out for a business i have to make sure there's enough money to cover what i'm sending out yeah because it's not repeatable, right? So what we do, when you mix in RTR, I can imagine this, we can take the money out of the home bank, place it there, and then send out the funds, and sure, mm-hmm. ensure that the, that the whole ecosystem is in sync and in balance, right? Yeah. So yeah. that takes a, an element of risk, especially for a financial institution when they're, you know, when they're boarding, you know, companies and they're saying, okay, you know what, we need to hold three-day balances, we need to have a lot of credit in case you're doing this or you're doing that. So. When you when you factor the RTR into that conversation, that streamlines quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, ultimately, it. Um, I, like I agree with you. It's funny that you make the that you put the emphasis on the financial institutions because um, in in the bubble that I live in, most of the narrative is about the benefit for those that will be able to get their own direct access to. Um, the real-time rail, and like a well, simple who is only able to do that because they are a regulated um, securities dealer, and yeah. uh, if they weren't, they wouldn't be eligible for a settlement account or for this. They will, uh, they would have been if they uh, if the real-time rail was up and running, and they made that application to become um, a direct access partner. But maybe just to like see what you think about, you know all the non-financial institutions that might, you know, want to apply to get access to the RTR and then um, be able to do their their own, you know, sort of, whether it's just the exchange of data or the, uh, you know, the clearing and settlement of the actual payment. Do you think that there's going to be a lot of non-FIs that will want to go there? there- 100 percent but in terms of what size of that non-fi wouldn't get access to the rail 
That's yeah. that's the really that's the million dollar question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because you have to hold some sort of some sole form of of, of uh, float at the Bank of Canada to cover your, your yeah exactly yeah. right. So yeah. it really depends on that. Like for like yeah. say for example, like a square, I think this is music to the ears, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. So for companies like those, absolutely, I think it's very valuable for them to get to funds quicker. Imagine paying out the merchant almost same day for yeah. you know, this is great business value for companies like themselves or. You know, other other types of point of sale acquires. That that's what I would do just to kind of get more market share and really get the money back into the merchants uh into into their coffers quicker rather than, yeah. you know, wait a couple of days, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean we're just like, you know, literally skimming the surface of all the yeah. the good stuff that um could come from this. And uh anyway, I yeah, so back to Everlink. Um, <laughs> um yeah. Do you see yourself actually helping, uh, you know, fintechs get, like, enable them to, I don't know, maybe, like, in a sponsor kind of role? Like, would you guys ever want to get direct access to the, to the rail? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I think that, I think it just makes a lot of sense. I think everyone like, is big enough to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And so we can help us out there quicker payments. And if you, do, like I said, the real time settlement is fascinating because it, 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 it does reduce an element of risk on that mm-hmm. part of it. Like, mm-hmm. for example, one thing I completely skipped that we are actually a direct participant in the Interact debit network. Okay. Right. 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 We're not, right. we're not a bank. We're not a bank. Right. Right. All it did was, and I think maybe Sue, I think you might have been a part of that discussion. I, I can't remember, but um, they opened up the network to non-financials, and I just can't wait for Interact to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Right. If that happens, but that's what Payment Canada is designed to do. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's just going to bring in new, uh, new entries into the market, and then we can then offer those services to the downstream. Yeah, right? and, and is what we is what is yeah. what we're really all about, right? You just made me realize, like one of the things, because we have so much rhetoric, kind of type conversations about banks, <laughs> um, and I'm guilty of that. Uh, but you know, like when all the stuff we're talking about, um, because I I uh, I I did an interview with um, Ron Morrow with Bank of Canada to talk about the, uh, the RPA and, um, and, you know, one of the things that, uh, and it didn't, it didn't get into the interview that got actually, um, released. But one of the things we talked about was this whole sort of debanking by banks Mm -hmm. of fintechs. Um, and, uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but, you know, that's one concern that, uh, I think generally from a competitive standpoint is that if you if you need to you know if as a as a fintech or a PSP you need to get you need to have a bank that sponsors you to be able to actually you know be in business right yep um and and so the banks have a lot of power in that relationship to dictate you know what how when and all that kind of good stuff but yes but you know most of the rhetoric about the banks is about not nothing to do with that. It's more about, mm. you know, the products and services that they offer and the, you know, the restrictions they place on their customers and stuff. So yeah. it's kind of like this, almost like if you unpack it, the role that the bank, where the banks are, you know, 
limiting competition is in that sponsorship sort of role as the, you know, the way that the system is built. The financial institution is the only one that can, you know, that can get access to the payment systems like we're talking about. But their role is not to necessarily be that, um, you know, service provider to fintechs. I hear you. And that's where the opportunity is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Like you 100% agree with you on that one. But there are some, I would call them not, you know, banks that are looking at this void that needs to be filled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you know, yeah. some of these financial institutions are stepping up. Yeah. Right. It's just, but you, you got to understand from their, from their mind, they're ultra conservative. Yeah. For obvious reasons, reputation yeah. is number one for them. So yeah. if you're going to have an approach to financial institution, you just need to make sure that your company as a non-financial, you have your ducks in a row, mm-hmm. right? You have mm-hmm. a compliance program. You have, you know, SOC 1, SOC 2, PCI, all the, all the accreditations that you need to have to offer. You need to have that, right? Yeah. You got to, yeah. you, you it's almost like you got to pay to play. Now, it's, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's, it's not a, it's a bad message if you're talking to a very small fintech. Like, yeah. my yeah, startup, right, we spend most of our money on comp- or maintaining our SOC 2 compliance, right? But yeah. it's yeah. pay to pay play, right? So, yeah, yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, you're solving for, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're solving a, you're passionate about the problem you're solving for your customer. Mm-hmm. And the rest of that stuff is just table stakes. You have to do it. So either get out of the business of solving that problem if you don't like it or <laughs> I know I'm being I'm being cheeky, but um, yeah. No, but it's, it's, it's a fair statement. It's yeah. absolutely a fair statement. It's it's unfortunate, but it is fortunate. Like, look, look at you as a consumer. If I'm using, you know, a, a, a FinTech app, uh, you know, you want to make sure that your money, your account information is safe and secure. It's not out in the dark web being sold yeah. for, but you want to make sure, right? So like, like, so like, I'm an advocate for something like that. I'm not an advocate of overburdening a poor little company with, you know, other things that they shouldn't have to worry about, right? And that's, it's a mm-hmm. fine dance, right? And that's the opportunity that I tell, tell, I tell at least yeah. our bank partners, right? That there's opportunity here. There's money on the table. It's a symbiotic relationship between you and fintechs and, and other yeah. companies, right? Well, and better better that they let you do that than them trying to do it themselves. I think that's kind of like the point. Um, yeah. I was, uh, uh, I was, I mentioned I was in Kelowna this past week with some of the n- new members of my team um, so, and some of them were in product roles and I ended up, um, so right when the pandemic happened, Dave McKay uh, went on LinkedIn and did this live interview with um, the vice chair of uh, MasterCard, Ajay. And um, he, uh, there was a point in the interview, and I actually forgot, but I, I think I, I commented live during their interview, duh. Um, <laughs> who am I? Anyway, and, yeah. uh, but it, what, they, what the exchange was so powerful to me, and I think I've just realized why. It's because... I've lived my whole career as a service provider, right? And never have been on the other side of the table as the financial institution until now. But the the um, the point, you know, Dave McKay asked, and if, you know, you should go watch it. I I find it very, it even now it's like three years, four years ago. 
even now it's just as aha you know moment after mm-hmm. moment for me but what he said was dave mckay said like oh you know we built all we built we spent all this time building our brand you know as rbc and we want our customers to want our brand to want us and um you know like what do you do right what do you do so that you stop yourself from becoming the dumb pipe of <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that the customer is saying no 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 i want to i want to make sure i'm always using an rbc product and and Ajay, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm also making a point for this, but um, so go and listen to it if you took away the same thing. But he he basically said, um, you know what? First of all, you have to know who your end customer is. Thank you. Our, <laughs> our right. end our end customer is not your customer; it's you. Our That's end right. customer is the merchant or is the whomever, and our role is not to try and compete with their brand mm-hmm. um, is to actually, you know, like in, facilitate their brand um, uh, with their customers. And he said, and this was the point that I love the most. He said, and if you're not adding value to the customer in the delivery of whatever products and services you're offering, then, you know, your brand does, ultimately doesn't deserve to be the brand of choice, right? Okay. So if if PayPal's offering more value to your end customer than you are RBC, then it's PayPal that they're going to attribute that value to, not you. So the whole point is about the value exchange. And I just thought it was brilliant to see like a vice chair of a gabillion, gabillion dollar company saying that to the CEO of, you know, one of the largest banks globally and certainly the largest bank in uh, in Canada. So anyway. And that, you know, that's a great setup for the open banking discussion because that's exactly what we're doing with the open banking. It's, well, it's, tell it's, us so, about that then. Tell us the, the news. Sure. Yeah. Yes. So so the way we're positioning open banking and the reason why we partner with Flinks, I love Flinks. I use Plaid in the US religiously for my startup. Just it's, <laughs> the user experience is fantastic. Well, and they have more right. connections in the US, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we'll get them. We'll, we'll all integrate Flinks. They're good people. And uh, the reason why we partner with Flinks, we kind of saw this coming, right? And we and look at our customers. You know, credit unions, mid-sized financial institutions. I truly believe that open banking and the insights of open banking is going to open up the financial institution's eyes on what their customers are actually gravitating towards. Mm-hmm. That's really not uh, their products, right? Yeah. So yep. what we're doing is we're taking a little bit of Flinks data a little bit of Everlink data, maturating it together, come up with a very compelling story, hmm. right? Cool. The rules and regulations, absolutely, we're going to respect it. You of know, course. we're going to, you yeah. know, we're, we're definitely going to do that since our mantra. But the data insights that we're getting, it's extremely valuable. A chief marketing or a CRO or yep. a product officer at a financial institution, if they look at the data that the data oh. insights that we're providing. It's, it's, uh, it's basically insight that they never received before. Ever. Yeah, yeah. So now we're serving that up, and that's basically the value prop is the yep. data. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what we're delivering, and uh, I think uh, when we talked to First Ontario, and they saw the insight, plus they they like our. I, well, I kind of hope they picked us because of our brand as well <laughs> and how we deliver, and everything yeah. like that. Uh, because you know we what we say we do we actually do right. So. Um, 
from that perspective, when you get those data insights, they get quite excited, right? Yeah, and I could jump all over that for an hour. Um, <laughs> but before we go there, tell us yeah. what the partnership actually is. So it's a partnership between Everlink, Flinks, and First Ontario? Correct. So okay. what we're doing is that we work our uh, relationship with, with Flinks to yep. do the, the data maturation. Everlink mm-hmm. and the majority of our customers we need about, I think, 85% of the open banking use cases, right? Mm, okay. Account balances, KYC, all that stuff. So from an Everlink perspective, we have uh, lines of businesses that use those existing data sets for, for different use cases. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is basically taking that existing data and basically solving an open banking use case. Okay. So from a first Ontario perspective, to implement open banking, if they did it on their own, it's quite a steep investment, right? And yep. also there's going to be talent changes as well, yep. right? Because everything is API based, there's security involved, right? There's yep. IDP involved and everything like that. So the, the lift is not for the fate of heart, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we took the existing data set and the customers already give us today, put a different candy wrapper around it, call it open banking. Yep. Right, hmm. so we can solve for the account balances or a KYC or a transaction history type of use cases that majority of the fintechs are looking for. Okay, and then in return, the data Super that we cool. have on the existing, like First Ontario, our is our customer, mm-hmm. right? We provide enriched data back mm-hmm. to them to basically say, hey, you know, why is everyone going to Rocket Mortgage as an example? Mm-hmm. Right? Why mm-hmm. is someone doing this? And it just gives mm-hmm. them good information. To basically yeah. say, you know, maybe I, th- I need to improve this product or, yeah. hey, here's, a, here's an interesting fintech. Maybe I should partner with them. Yeah. And then well, roll them out, right? What if it even just helped them understand what products they need to be offering their customers that are they're getting elsewhere, right? Yeah. Or or that, you know, those they should partner with those. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, that's awesome. So it's a partnership with Flinks, like I'd- full full stop. And yeah. then it's a customer um, partnership with First Ontario to get them up and running. But you can Correct. do this for any other. Any other financial institution that's an Everlink customer because wow. we have their data already today, right? Yeah. And, and and the data that you have is, it's not all their data. You have, like, are you able to kind of look across all their, you know, members and customers that you process? We- yeah. Right. So we have their member data because, so for example, um, we drive ATMs for our customers. Okay. So we can actually spin off an ATM transaction for a use case where a fintech says, hey, what account number do you have or how much balance do you have? And mm-hmm. is that the account that you want to take money out of? So that right. could be accommodated, right? Yeah. No lift from the quest, no lift from the customers, right? Yeah. And we have fraud products where when we, when there's a fraud that's happening, we have to pick up a phone, validate, hey, bro, are you actually in Quebec or are you in Ontario? And there's, uh-huh. uh, you know, there's questions that we ask. So we have that data, right? Uh-huh. For a different product. So what we're doing is, and with First Ontario, like, you know, we asked them, like, oh, we have this data set. Would you allow us to share to meet the open bank? It's their data, right? It's yeah. absolutely their data. Yeah. And we're just saying we can, we, we can use the existing data sets to solve for a, quite a few number of open banking use cases. So they're, they were pretty excited. I think they're more excited about the insights that we're going to provide as well. Yeah. So you haven't mentioned the mobile banking tech partner or the core banking tech partner um, or the 
you know, let's say in the case of credit unions, the centrals and those things. So do you not need to kind of plug into all of these other folks in order to be able to do what you do? So here's our link. We have a lot of customers. Each customer, they, there's we have a whole gamut of different banking systems that we actually currently connect with today, uh-huh. including mobile banking customers as well, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So the stance we took to lift off all the open banking use cases, we're trying to reduce the friction so we can get into market quicker. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. so consent yeah. management as an example, right? I looked yeah. at the cent- central one uh, yeah. press release, and they they solved for the consent management, with, like which I think is fantastic. It's very complementary to what we're doing because any customer that's you know jumping on board with the with our open banking solution with Flinks, you know they can and if they're running uh, Central One's member direct, uh-huh. the consent management's already there. So uh-huh. that just kind of gives you the full package and the full picture. Uh, uh-huh. Of an open banking perspective, so that's so we don't really deal with the online banking. But what we've done uh-huh. is that we will expose consent management APIs or flakes also as a white label consent uh-huh. management. Where if someone logs into an online banking as like as like credit union or a bank, they can actually fork over uh-huh. to Flinks's consent management, uh-huh. and you know they'll obviously yeah. color code their their logos and everything like that, and that just gets you into market. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then hopefully with the data analytics that we're going to provide, yeah. hopefully there's some revenue behind that where they can then costly uh, put in, uh, increase their investment on the user experience. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we, I mean, we approach I, it that. that's awesome. I think even just the understanding of what you who you know who your customers are and what they're doing, you know, is you know well worth the investment. Um to try and like to your point and I think it's I, any role inside a financial institution because that's the world that we're entering is where you know open banking just you know it does open the ability to really look at the customer as the as the whole rather than the sum of its products or okay. business units or whatever that they fall into okay. um yeah and Sue, so, yeah. honestly, most of the people miss that point. Mm. So as mm. we present, we present that to them. And they're like the, I get deers in the headlight, like, how did you even get this data? Yeah. Like, how did yeah. you get this, right? It's and in said, the transactions. Right. Like, hey, I'm, I, I'd love to actually ask you, how did you, because I did one project with one bank yeah. um, a few years ago where we looked at all the transaction data, and it's a disaster. Because there's no uniformity to, you know, what kind of transaction code they get. And so they have a ton of heavy lifting, especially the bigger they get, the bigger they are. How do you do that? How do you take Amazon or Amazon Prime or Amazon Marketplace or Amazon blah, blah, blah? You know, all of those transactions are in the data and they don't, nobody really knows what is, what of that is actually somebody using an Amazon payment, you know, vehicle, right? So we have a lot of smart people in our building. That's all I can say right now uh, on that part of it. Uh, I'm not saying it's hard to detect whether this is an Amazon transaction or this is a square at a t-shirt shop type of transaction. Yeah, yeah. There's enough information to yep. basically create a story. Yeah. Right? So yep. our, our job is to let our customers know we have a tool to create that story. It's your yep. data. Yep. Would you like to hear that story? Yep. Right? Yes, and please. that's what we're doing. And that's what we're doing Sign with First Ontario. Up. 
<laughs> I'm going to remember you said that, okay? <laughs> I'm going to absolutely remember that you said that. Um, right. And how do you make sense of um, all the other providers out there? Like, you know, the Caspians and, mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned Plaid in the U.S. I mean, all of them are in the market in Canada uh, okay. as well. Simcor, we haven't even talked right. about that. Let's not <laughs> let's not talk about that. No, not because of any disparaging reasons, but yep. because, you know, they're they're doing their own thing. But like, how do you if you're a credit union, give mm -hmm. give some advice or, or small smaller financial institution, what's your sure. best advice to them for how they figure all this stuff out? Who should they be talking to? So my humble advice, like if you look at the Caspian one, right? Like, like talk to them, compare, talk to us, compare, right? Mm -hmm. I think the best thing to do if I was a credit union, I would talk, and an open banking is something that I want to investigate and, and mm -hmm. talk about. I would learn more about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be coming up with series of communications just to explain what open banking is, explain what Everlink mm, is, good. how they're playing and all that stuff. And also, what's going to happen when open banking becomes a thing in Canada? Like, no mm -hmm. one's actually even talking about. So we's act we actually solve for that as well too, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so we are, we're going to be, you know, hopefully over communicating to, to, the, to the market to, to kind of tell our story. Now I probably- That's great just teed off all of our competitors right now. So they're probably amping up and saying, hey, let's get ahead of this before Everlink does. But uh, but, 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 but educate yourself. Educate do, yourself. At the end of the day, you have your special, first of all, you have all these things that enable you to compete in a different way than, you know, than I won't repeat, but some of the names that we've already mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. and, and your special sauce isn't going to be how much you understand open banking versus someone else. It's what you're actually doing to enable your data. customers. Yeah. And then also your position in the market. You have, you know, and I think this is what I think everyone has their own ability to put their own flavor on, you know, with their, like take their strategy, translate that into, you know, what does that mean in terms of our vision for where we want to go? Those things are all unique. The open banking, you know, from a communication standpoint, that's not that's not the IP. The IP is what you're doing with, to enable people with with your solutions. So I don't know. I always think I, I I posted something recently about you know competition and like I think as an ecosystem, just like with FinTechs Canada, FinTechs mm -hmm. Canada has helped bring all of these companies together that are Absolutely. many of them competitors mm -hmm. to have a shared voice and to all learn. Um, it's what you take away from it. That like he's, he's doing a fantastic job. Like he absolute is, stuff. Yeah. He's doing us like he's, he's, he's just an awesome yeah. human being. And I love his passion and what he's doing with the carpet. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Alex. It's a, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's one of the reasons why I to set up this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we, because he, 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 he started learning, uh, like Mark Ripplinger is on the board for that Canada and he's kind of oh, the, okay. tell me more about cool. the company and everything like that. So, yeah. So he says, you guys are very interesting. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. interesting company. He's in a, such a unique position to see all the different sides. Right. And, uh, and yeah, oh, I see you're, you're right. I agree. He's, uh, I, we did a podcast at the last week of December, um, and he was all like, oh, I'm going to just, we're just going to slide it in there and nobody's going to listen to it. And I'm going to be very happy about that. And I'm like, oh, come on. 
Like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and, and unfortunately, he is right that because it was released in the last week of December, it has not mm-hmm. um, been listened to nearly as much as, you know, probably yours will be. Um, but he said some fascinating things, including he dropped the F-bomb twice. Oh, but the only reason why it was fascinating is because it was the an- he it was the answer to a question, mm-hmm. and that was his four letter word was the answer. And I think it's a yeah. it's it's just refreshing, right? Like drop all the jargon and the just and be real, the, yeah, the business speak, you know. Um, yeah, well, so anyway, well, I'll, I'll tell you right now if anybody on my Everlake team sees this video, they're going to be shocked that I haven't dropped an F bomb yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's keep it clean. Um, <laughs> did I miss anything? Are we have we covered? Are we? Uh, no, I, I think I think we covered. I think this is really good, and I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Uh, yeah, I, me I too. See, I, I see the passion in you, and hopefully, <laughs> likewise as well. And I, I think yeah. I think we are going to make a difference. We will yeah. make a difference for sure. Well, uh, I, I, it's a bit of a job hazard to do this because um, every single, you know, company that I've talked to, I would love to do business with um, both as my, not, not in terms of me selling my wares, but actually facilitating, um, you know, bringing, bringing your technology in. And uh, um, because I just, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize that there are solutions out there to solve problems that, when you're inside your four walls, you just, you don't even know that. Like, fucking right. And so this, I hope, will help people see, you know, like there's there's a solution to getting you to be able to start to understand and, and implement open banking ready. It's right there. You don't have to go and yeah. solve it all yourself. So yeah, cool stuff. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank Rowling. you so much. Really enjoyed was, my time here. Thank you yeah. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you soon. <laughs> absolutely. Hopefully next you just week. Have to, you have to go. <laughs> oh, very funny. All right. Take care. Take care. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Looking for more insights? Visit us at fintechscanada.ca or follow us on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time for more on Canada's latest fintech innovations.